Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're pregnant and you're feeling the need to clean out the garage, reorganize the sock drawer, or spend countless hours picking the perfect paint for your new nursery, you're not alone. I'm Jennifer Shear, clinical psychologist specializing in women's issues, and today we're exploring this pre-labor ritual, also known as your nesting instinct. This is Preggy Pals, episode 31. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Do you have a pregnancy question for our team of experts? Call our Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775, and we'll get your questions answered, and we'll also include it on a future episode. We're also searching for unique and powerful birth stories to share with our listeners. If you would like to share your story, simply visit preggypals.com slash submit your story and send us some initial information. And while you're on our website, click on our member section and learn all about the Preggy Pals Club. You'll get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after the show, transcripts, and much more. Okay, we have a couple panelists joining us here. One is in the studio and one is over the phone. So let's start here in the studio. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Stephanie Saffeld. I'm 29. I'm a gemologist. Due January 9th with my first baby, um, a girl, and we are having a hospital birth. Okay, and Lindsay is joining us over the phone. Lindsay, tell us about yourself. Hi, my name is Lindsay. I'm 26 years old. I'm an administrative assistant for our family's business, and we are planning a home birth with our first baby due December 16th, and it's a girl. All right, and where are you calling from, Lindsay? I'm from Maine. From Maine. And how has your pregnancy gone so far? Pretty good? So far, yeah. It's been super easy. Haven't had any complications. We've been really lucky. So That's awesome. And have you experienced the nesting instinct yet in your pregnancy? Well, it's funny because everybody always talks about nesting and that might be a sign you're going into labor, but... I'm kind of a chronic nester, I think. My husband would agree. <laughs> I do it all the time, every day. I'm I'm constantly organizing things, so it's kind of hard to tell if it's any new instinct or if it's just my nature in general <laughs> kicking in in high gear, but... Oh, I, I feel you. I'm, I'm, I'm the kind same of on, way. Yeah, you yeah. too. <laughs> We're just organized women. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> okay, we're going to talk more about that after the break. Na, 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 na. 
So we had a chance to review a pregnancy app. The app is called Numerology Baby Namer, and this particular app is available on the iPhone. I believe it's, what is it, $2.99 if you were to purchase it, I think. Um, So here's the thing. I don't know a lot about numerology, okay, but I love baby names. I'm one of those crazy women that, you know, I find out I'm pregnant and, you know, I'm, you know, only (laughs) four weeks pregnant, and I'm like, what am I going to name the baby? Um, Names mean a lot in our family. You know, obviously I have a more unusual name and I grew up with that. Um, So I placed a lot of stock in names just because I I really enjoyed my name growing up. Um, And so names are a big deal. So I was really excited to uh, test this out. Stephanie, you had a chance to test this out. What were your initial thoughts? I did. Um, Well, we do not have a name yet for our baby girl. Um, It has been tough. Yeah, (laughs) to say the least. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's the hardest decision I think so far. Um, and yeah, cause names mean so much. Right. And yeah, I don't really follow numerology and Neither don't do know I. a whole lot about it, yeah. but, um, you know, we plugged in some of the names that we were thinking about. Uh-huh. Some of them I was like, oh, well maybe I don't want to name her that, you know, or I was like, <laughs> so it, it said something about being, uh being stubborn and strong-willed and I'm like well I mean she's my daughter so that's what that she's gonna be (laughs) that anyway I don't know if her name I don't know if I want to add that with the name right um but we are using um only one middle name so the middle name and obviously the last name are are set so it was funny to kind of read those things and I even put in my own you know my own my own birthday and with my maiden name right 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 and um yeah I mean it was fairly accurate you know I I don't know how (laughs) I know I was actually really surprised because it's one thing if you're putting in information um, about your kid because you don't know what your kid's going to be like so is it right is it wrong you don't really know and it uses the due date as opposed to their actual birthday so technically that's not super accurate either and and I guess we should kind of explain because I had to actually go online and see what numerology was because I think the app doesn't necessarily really explain the background of numerology and stuff Um, yeah it should and it does have kind of a pretty lengthy background as far as it being used throughout history. Um, But numerology is basically using your date of birth, and in this case, the number of characters um, in your baby's name to determine what type of personality they're going to have. So I I don't necessarily buy into the whole thing of numerology, I have to admit, but it's kind of one of those fun things to do, kind of like, oh, am I having a girl or boy? Well, you know, is my pillow facing the north end of my house or the south? (laughs) It's one of those things that it's... don't put a lot of stock into it, but it's a fun, I think it's kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah, my husband and I were having a few giggles over it. Yeah, so Lindsay, (laughs) Lindsay, I would love to get your take on this. We did download the app, and my husband's kind of a non-believer. I'm kind of convinced into anything if you give me enough cool um, information (laughs) about it. Um, But we do have the name picked out, and we've had it for a long time. My husband just said it one day, and we were like, yep, that's it. That's going to be your name, and there was no more discussion. Um, but it's been a surprise to the family, so that's kind of a point of contention. We're not telling anybody. Right. Um, but we put it in, and, it, you know, it's one of those things where, like Stephanie said, we, we don't know the baby yet, so it's hard to tell if it's accurate or not. But I did read a couple of the descriptions to my husband, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be our kid for sure. <laughs> um, and it seemed like it was kind of a mix between his personality and mine. But I definitely think it's something fun, and if you have a name picked out, it's neat to start thinking about, you know, what her personality is going to be like and what she's going to like and not like, but... 
Right. But we also asked some of our listeners to test out this app, and here's what they had to say. Hi, Peggy Pals. This is Randy Levinson. I had such a fun time with this. I have no idea how accurate it is because I don't have a background in numerology. But we typed our son's potential name, and we were happy to hear all the different attributes associated with his name. And it was a really fun app, and I give it five stars. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Sonny. This is John. Numerology Baby Namer is like a lot of other pre-pregnancy products. It's not really necessary, but it can offer a little bit of fun to part of the process of having a baby. What I like about it is it's got a pretty extensive list of names, and you can quickly see what the meanings of them are. What I didn't like is it had a pretty basic layout, and that the due date functionality didn't work on the iPhone, but it did work on the iPad. Numerology Baby Namer is fun in kind of the way that a horoscope is fun. I wouldn't begrudge parents that bought this app, you know, looking to have a little bit of fun, but I definitely wouldn't say that Numerology Baby Namer is an app that all new parents need to get. Well, we definitely want to thank everyone that tested out this app for us. Keep in mind, Preggy Pals now has a free app. It's available in the Amazon and iTunes marketplace. It's great for moms on the go because it automatically updates with the latest episodes, and it even allows you to connect with the show through our social networking sites. So be sure to check it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, we are learning all about the nesting instinct. Jennifer Shear is joining us here in the studio. Jennifer is a clinical psychologist specializing in women's issues. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Good to be back. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about this nesting instinct. First of all, is it even an instinct? We say that, but do all mothers get this? What is it? No, all mothers do not get it. (laughs) But for those who do and get it very strongly, I think the word instinct um, fits very well. Is it kind of like mother's instinct? Is it kind of along? those lines you know we say oh I have that mother's instinct like I know something bad's gonna happen or I know how to do this just because I'm female yes I think it's instinctual in the sense that there's like a deep driven need that kind of bubbles up okay um and and it's organized around wanting to prepare for the baby and really helping to ensure that you've got an environment where your baby can thrive so in that sense it's it's very biological primitive and instinctual Okay, that makes sense. Do men get this as well? You know, we don't associate the word nesting with men. <laughs> I would say that in a way my husband does, really? though. Yeah. Yes, yeah? but I, I believe exactly like you're saying, that there is a, you know, a deep feeling that comes out in men as well. And, and you know, sometimes it's about the organization and or financially so getting everything in order. Yeah, that's true, finances. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. it's still about mom and dad really being driven to prepare that we are ready for baby. Mm-hmm. Right. Lindsay, how has your husband reacted? Do you think uh, he's ever experienced the nesting instinct? Um, I asked him about that, actually, if he thought he was nesting at all, because we our whole house we tore down last year and we've been renovating, so our nursery is literally still sheetrock and sand <laughs> sawdust, and oh my god, 
Um, so now we're kind of down to the wire here. We've got seven weeks left, and uh, I think he, he's starting to feel the pressure. But he said that um, he thinks that men nest, but that they have a due date in mind. So it's like any other project at work or anything else. He's like, I have the due date in mind, and as long as I get everything done by that date, in my mind, it's I'll be fine. So I think um, this whole time I've been kind of running around and organizing random drawers, and every once in a while, every once in a while he'll find me, you know, out in the garage going through my gardening supplies for no reason at all. Um, but he's definitely got more goals set. But he's he's getting ready, I think, and I and I definitely think it's instinctual too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jennifer, what is the goal of nesting? What are our bodies doing and why? Well, there's the biological goal and the psychologicals as well. And a lot of times they're aligned. Um, Like we just talked about, it's pretty much an innate drive to prepare for the baby in terms of ensuring that you've got a home environment that, you know, where baby will be safe and protected and can grow and thrive. Um, Psychologically, there's a lot more layers to it, of course. Um, one is, is about all the investment in preparing for what the baby's needs are going to be, but there's also a lot of, um, activity going on for men and women to ensure that they've got some control of what feels very out of control and very uncertain. So the more concrete things you can actually do, you know, the better you can feel towards feeling like you're working towards, um, you know, helping this process and doing the best you can as a as a to-be parent. Um, and also psychologically, a lot of times there's an element of nesting that's about uh, mom and dad, you know, tying up loose ends, um, organizing a previous chapter in your life, um, a lot of, of cleansing in order to create more psychic energy and room for this new role as parent. I was going to say one of the things that I experienced, and I don't know if this is nesting per se, but it happened, I believe, with both pregnancies. And that is I would get up in the middle of the night because I had a hard time sleeping anyways. But this is even earlier in the pregnancy. I would get up in the middle of the night and I wouldn't like go around like cleaning stuff, but it was more organizing the thoughts in my head. You know, it was doing stuff on the computer. And at the time, I was planning for all these shows, you know, the launch of Preggy Pals and Parent Savers and the Boob Group. And there was a lot to do. (laughs) And in my head, I just had to wrap my brain around everything and figure out what my next steps were. So it wasn't like a physical thing for me. But my husband was like, why? You need to sleep. Why are you getting up in the middle of the night? And for me, it was just like I'm – it's like I'm waking up after I had, you know, 10 hours of sleep. It's just – it's it was it felt instinctual and it also sounds like it felt energized oh yeah oh yeah. i had tons of energy yeah and a lot of times people talk about that feeling like all of a sudden there is this burst of energy yeah yeah and i and i think it's exactly you know what you're describing that right. that even if it's not specifically organized around the baby to be there's a lot of energy going on in terms of us kind of integrating what's happening to us and where we're going and what we want to accomplish yeah Lindsay, what are some of the ways you've experienced the nesting instinct? Well, I make a lot of lists. I do that all the time. But lately, it's all been lists about getting the house ready. And for us, it's even more getting the house physically ready because we're having a home birth. So every night before I go to sleep, we're running through lists of, okay, well, we need some towels, and we need to order this, and I need to go to the store and get that and be prepared for the home birth so the midwives have everything they need. Um, But I definitely think there's something to what Jennifer said about the emotional tying up of loose ends, too, because a lot of the things that I have been doing 
just been going through old files. Um, I've been going through old plastic totes of high school diplomas and certificates and pictures. So I think there's definitely something to um, assessing where you've been in your life, and then it also kind of closes those chapters and gets you ready for the new chapter. Um, and then obviously as I get closer to the birth, I just want the house to be clean. It's I just want it to be ready for the baby. I don't want there to be any dust on the floor because I hate the idea of her crawling on the floor and getting dust and things like that. Um, so it's both physical and emotional, I think, for sure. What are some of those symptoms, would you say, Jennifer, of uh, nesting? Like how would a woman recognize – we talked about the sudden burst of energy. Are there other signs? We said it didn't have to be related specifically to the baby, which is kind of news to me because when I think of nesting, I think of, oh, my gosh, you know, like in Lindsay's case, I have to get the nursery ready. We just have sheetrock. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> right? Um, but what are some of the other symptoms that we experience? <laughs> okay. Well, first, let's not call it symptoms. <laughs> like, like it's a disease, yeah. right? Uh, these are behaviors that can behaviors. aid us in, in a wonderful way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, typically it's, it is focused on baby stuff. That's, that's more obvious. And I think universal or at least making room for baby making like room there's for babies. yeah like so, we were talking about tying up loose ends yeah. yeah so so some of the things that women talk a lot about is you know clearly the nursery um but but a lot of times there's like there's a specific feeling or need a woman is trying to get like the exact tone of the paint mm-hmm. or <laughs> or or the organization has to you know you do it over and over and over because you're just trying to fit almost like an aesthetic sense of what feels right yeah and you know and again biologically we're driven to, to perfect you know the environment for the baby you know for survival yeah but um you know, but on an emotional level, <laughs> we want to make sure that we're not, um, you know, displacing unnecessary anxiety, I think, in these little behaviors, yeah. you know, to, to try to, you know, also have big picture, right? you know, right. <laughs> when you're right. doing it. And, and again, like I said, I think the doing is great. You're, you're, you're investing in the process. Um, but, you know, if it, if it becomes a little um, overwhelming or excessive to be able to take that step back and, yeah. and know like okay this makes sense I get why I'm doing this you know <laughs> um, you know it's, it's all it's all in the good of, of being a wonderful parent yeah I mean one of the behaviors and this I think this was kind of what you're talking about is you could potentially get a little anal retentive of stuff yes, right yes. it's like I like you said I have to have that exact paint color and it may take our partners to say listen crazy woman (laughs) back off Um, it doesn't have to be so exact or whatever I definitely think the husbands are good balancing for that too because a couple of times my husband has found me like pouring over the tiniest little details of the nursery like what color the shelf over the changing table is going to be and I can't get off of it and he finally has to say Lindsay, the baby doesn't care if the shelf is pink or green. She's going to enjoy it either way. You know, like I just, it's almost like I'm having this house guest and it's the most important house guest and I'm trying to set the room perfectly for her. And he has to remind me, like, she's a newborn. As long as you feed her and change her diaper, she'll be pretty happy. Yeah. You know, I want to add because, oh, what you're saying is so true in terms of like you're using that word perfect. You just want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that when I'm working with women, especially during postpartum periods um, and, and again, during the pregnancy is, you know, let's examine (laughs) the perfectionistic quality or standard that you're, um, you know, projecting and, and putting out for yourself because, you know, that's, that's, we, we want, we want to 
feel good. I think getting it right for yourself as a mom, even though baby's not going to be affected at this point, um, for yourself is very important because that's part of empowering yourself. It's part of working into this new role and, and feeling good and competent about it. Um, but again, if, if we're if we're going towards perfection or we get lost in that, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, partners are so helpful to say, take a step back. You know, you're going to be great even if it's it's not exactly the way you're envisioning you know and that and that's you know <laughs> that keeps happening over and over as a mom where <laughs> everything you project you know you, you yeah. got to modify right <laughs> so so you know it, it's it's practice now can the nesting instinct happen for each pregnancy or is it are we mainly talking about first-time moms oh that's a great question um because i would think you would be you have more Maybe excitement, maybe that's the wrong word, but there's a lot more unknowns. Yeah. You know, the with first, your first time, time it's all new. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think nesting and I think this preparational process and you know, and psychologically reorganizing self, I think that can take place um with multiple pregnancies because yeah. each one's a different experience. Right. As a woman, you're at a different point in your life. Yeah, your you're, life's different. You're com- yeah, yeah, you're coming to motherhood with already right. having kids with you. It, there's so many more dynamics that, that get thrown in there. So right. so this is um, a process that I think, you know, for, again, for some women, they never really experience it as in this way that we're describing. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for right. many, many women, um, I think this, this is something that you dip into over and over again. Well, and that's a good point because I do feel that I experienced the nesting instinct, if you will, during both pregnancies. But they express themselves differently. I think the first time around, I was planning a nursery. I was trying to figure all that out. I, you know, it, it, I knew I was having a boy. So, you know, all, all the sports equipment had to be perfect in there. And, you know, everything had to match perfectly. And I needed th- that certain dust ruffle thing under the bed and bumper and all this stuff that was just completely ludicrous and they don't <laughs> even use. Um, but it was important to me then. Um, but then the second time around, my situ- my life had changed. Um, we were in the process of moving, so I couldn't really decorate a nursery. So I think maybe that's why I shifted to more of a, what do I have control over? Okay, I'm planning this business. I'm planning this opportunity. And I think maybe for me, it was a mental shift from physically doing things mm-hmm. with the first pregnancy and then mentally trying to process everything because there wasn't anything I could really do physically. Yes. You know? You know, I think there is a burst of creative energy mm-hmm. that a lot of women talk about also because think about it. You're, there's an excitement and a, and a momentum in itself as you're shifting. Right. And I think it does, cr- you know, a lot of women, there are new ideas and, and parts of self that take birth during pregnancy. Yeah. Um, so, so when we talk about it being not necessarily organized around, you know, the baby's room. Yeah. Um, but to really listen to your own creative impulses yeah. and it, it might, you know, inform you about new parts of yourself you want to explore. Right. Well, and in a sense, I was kind of giving birth to numerous things at once. It was my baby. It was a new house and what that looked like. It was a new project in my life. So there were a lot of, you know, things going on. But then I also think, and we talked about this earlier, that you can take it too far. And that's something that I definitely want to touch on. <laughs> Um, after the break, because we know that nesting helps to prepare us for the arrival of our little little one. But is there a downside to this? And how do we recognize those symptoms? We'll explore all that when we come back. 
Welcome back. Today we are talking about the nesting instinct, and joining us is our special expert, Jennifer Shear. She's a clinical psychologist specializing in women's issues. So, Jennifer, we talked about this a little bit in the first part of our show, but I want to explore this. I want to dive a little deeper into this. So, we know nesting is a great way to prepare ourselves for the baby, mentally, physically, and all that good stuff. But we can push this a little too far, right? We talked a little bit about our partners coming in and saying, hey, they're a crazy person. Um, <laughs> you may not want to call your, your partner crazy, by the way, but um, just think that. Um, but anyways, um, we may want to back off a little bit because, you know, while we do have the sunburst of energy, we do have a little one arriving that is going to take up a lot of energy as well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you know this per- firsthand because you have a little one at home. <laughs> so how do we control that? You know, I think it's about pacing, you know, like, so if, if there's a desire to do some, you know, remodeling in the home, you know, break it down into more, you know, smaller steps. I wouldn't say, you know, don't do it, but just, you got to pace it. You've got to look about the, you know, look at the timing of things. Um, Look about how much energy it's going to take from both, both partners, um, and figure out, you know, what what's reasonable to to help you feel like like you've you've invested, you have um, achieved something during this time period that feels good and whole, um, but not to overdo it because mm-hmm. you don't want to then create more chaos and overwhelm because you're opening up too many doors when you're really, yeah. <laughs> you know, needing to ready things and kind of organize. Right. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the intensity of your nesting instinct. And I know you guys are at varying levels of your pregnancy, um, but definitely let's start with you. If you were to rate your intensity of nesting right now on a scale of one to 10, what would you give it? Like Lindsay was saying earlier, I, I feel like I'm kind of nesting all the time like I'm always organizing reorganizing so I feel like I'm at a constant level of like six okay okay (laughs) um so you haven't felt like a surge no not really although I mean there have been times where I get really obsessed with um needing to do something like had my baby shower last week or a couple weeks ago I was obsessed with putting together the pack and play I mean I have t- <laughs> I have 10 weeks to go and this baby is not going to be in that pack and play immediately right. but I was obsessed with putting it together it's just because it was cute yeah. and, you wanted to- <laughs> and I just wanted to see I'm like well okay no tools required cool I can do that <laughs> and there was this one part that I just could not get and I called my next door neighbor I'm like I feel like an idiot so it turned into an me? obsession and, and then she comes over. She's like, well, I can't do that. I don't know. How how you, how long have you been trying to do this? And she's <laughs> like, okay. So she takes it over to her husband. Yeah. Finally took her husband like 10 minutes to do it. <laughs> so it wasn't just me. So I was glad. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, this simple thing that I thought would take, you know, 20 minutes ended up taking like three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings up a good point. And and Lindsay, I definitely want to get your take on it as as well. But first, Jennifer, um, if someone already has that, you know, I don't know, that that urge and is, you know, always very organized anyways. Um, Those people, do they, they still have the opportunity to even increase that more, right? They still (laughs) can get a nesting instinct that really bumps them over and beyond, right? Absolutely. Okay, so just because you're organized doesn't mean that you can't, feel a, another surge of organization or whatever. And I feel pregnancy. like I've probably just been pacing it yeah. pretty well just because because that's how I always do things. Right. And, and I know that there's so much to be done and in my head I, I like kind of freak out. I'm like, okay, this, 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 and this needs to be done. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll do one thing at a time 
and it'll eventually get done and it'll right. be done on time and then I won't have to be worried about doing it all at once. Right. So, yeah. You know, right. I think the danger comes when, you know, you take on certain projects and then there are glips in it and you get stuck and the danger is when you start beating yourself up over it and it starts permeating that sense of Oh, am I going to be a good mom if I can't complete this? And we this do is so that little. All the time, this is so right. yeah. But the thing is, is that it does, this is not a, a defining moment of <laughs> if you of can't ha- put together a pack and play, you should <laughs> right. not be a mother. Right. I'm just going to state that right, right now. No, right. I'm just but but totally there's kidding. no real baby there to be getting the feedback from. You know, yeah. so that we get we get completely obsessed with very trivial tasks as kind of measures of ah good I can do it I, I'm on my way right you know but these right. are not reflections of nurturance or right. attainment or that's a good point yeah okay uh Lindsay on a scale of one to ten what is your nesting instinct right now I'd say right now I'm probably at a seven or eight um <laughs> with a little room for the last couple of weeks to you know get everything put together and get the clothes ready and all of the little details but um I kind of make that mistake that Jennifer was talking about. I'll start one project and then I'll get distracted and start another one. And so instead of sort of closing the doors, I'm creating a little bit of chaos for myself. Um, (laughs) So I'm not sure. I'll probably have to start dealing with that soon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we always want to better the situation too. So I know for me, when I start organizing, doing stuff, part of that process is how do I improve this? You know, so I may come across something and it's like, oh, I could just organize that, but it'd be better if I did this, you know, and I end up having all these little mini projects within my one project. And then I just become overwhelmed and you put pregnancy hormones on top of that. (laughs) And exactly. You have an interesting personality. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Well, and now I'm kind of reminding myself, too, there are things that I wanted to get done around the house. I have these running lists. You know, I have this notebook in my purse of an ongoing list. And then I have to remind myself, well, there are things that you can do after the baby's born, too. Like, you can organize your sock drawer while the baby's taking a nap. It doesn't necessarily have to be done before due date. Putting the crib together, however, is pretty essential before due date. So. I think it's prioritizing, yeah, too. That's a that's a really good point. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your thoughts and your experiences in The Nesting Instinct. Um, we would love to learn ways that you, our listeners, are experiencing your nesting instinct. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page or on our website on the page for this episode. And don't forget, the conversation is not over yet, at least not for our members. If you want to access more great content after the show, be sure to become a member of the Preggy Pals Club. You can visit preggypals.com for more information. Before we wrap today's show, here are some tips for keeping your baby nursery on a budget from Cynthia Caden. Hello, Preggy Pals. I am Cynthia Caden, founder of Trick My Crib Nursery and Kids Room Designs, where I help your nursery dreams come true. I'm excited to talk to you today about saving money on crib bedding. The crib bedding can be one of the most expensive decorating items, and it is also one of the most tempting to go crazy off-budget when buying. Similarly, it is one of the first things new parents regret spending so much on. First, experts recommend using breathable bumpers only, especially for babies that are rolling over or soon will be. Therefore, the bumper often comes off the crib in about four to six months and goes into the closet. Second, the beautiful comforter and matching pillow should not even be in the crib with your baby. So those pieces are lovely to look at, but hardly any function at all. 
So the crib bedding is an area where you can save big if you want to spend your dollars on function because the only necessity for crib bedding is the crib sheet and a spare or two. That said, you don't have to sacrifice the look of a luxury crib with all the crib bedding bells and whistles if you don't want to. Find what you love and shop around to find it in your budget. Shop online, resale shops, and even garage sales for the bedding that most closely resembles the expensive set. Many sites even allow you to narrow your search by color, which is a real time saver. Also, check with your local resale shops and let them know what type of crib bedding you are looking for. They don't have a lot of floor space and may turn away your perfect crib bedding if they don't know you need it. I can help you find the perfect crib bedding as part of my flat fee design service. Please like Trick My Crib on Facebook and visit my page often for decorating ideas. Thanks for listening to today's money-saving tips, and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips in the future. If you have some tips on how to reduce spending when it comes to your baby nursery, we would love to hear it. Call the Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775, and we'll include your tip in a future episode. Coming up next week, we're revealing the top 10 reasons to breastfeed. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.